Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. Today we are talking about season two, episode 18, A Walsh Family Christmas. Mary, what happened this week? Steve searches for his biological mother in New Mexico. Brenda gets a job at a store and invites a weird Santa to Christmas dinner. Cindy adjusts to her first Christmas in Beverly Hills. Yeah, that's literally that's all that happened. It. <laughs> the end. They had three main storylines, but they weren't really detailed. That nothing... Ugh. I mean, so it started off really strong because mm-hmm. you start off with Steve getting off the bus into Albuquerque and I was like, yes, we're not getting 20 seconds of nothing. Well, not only that, but it's like we have a continuation episode. I know. It's like a part two. Yeah. Like something had a consequence and it kept going. And it was an immediate follow-up. Like, here we go. We're going to update you right off the bat. We're not going to do any of this other filler. Yeah. What if they just opened up and it was Christmas and Steve was already back and was just like, yeah, you know, I found her. Everything was great. You know, I wouldn't put, put I wouldn't surprise them, me at all. But, <laughs> but yeah, because he gets off the bus and mm-hmm. he's talking to that other girl who's kind of a bee because yeah. he's like, thanks for li- sitting and, you know, listening to me. And she's like, what else was I going to do for 14 <laughs> hours? Oh, there's my mom. Bye. Yeah. Mm, sorry. I know you just told me your entire life story, but I have to go see my parents. <laughs> yeah. Like there was no point in her existing. Mm-hmm. And then we get 20 seconds of creepy Santas. Yes. And nothing. But I did double check because I was like, oh, is it really a 16 hour, 16 hour bus ride? It's 20. But like... They drive really fast. Maybe. Or I don't know. But I checked on Google Maps and it like went through, I think, Phoenix. And then like we did a weird hook around or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's about right. Maybe there weren't actually... I don't know. Regardless, it was thereabouts. Maybe they made a stop and picked her up later. Maybe. I mean, it makes more sense. We just watched the episode of Parks and Rec where they're doing Andy's bucket list and they decide to drive to the Grand Canyon. Yes. And she says, it says the trip takes 20 hours, but I drive really fast. And then they're there the next morning. (laughs) Yeah. And John looked it up. And I think it is close. I think it was like 16 versus 20. Mm-hmm. So like a flip. But he was like, it is physically impossible that any of this happened. Right. That totally. they just got there overnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where are all the faces? <laughs> Look <laughs> on her face. It's just like, <gasps> what? <laughs> so good. But yeah, there's that long ass montage of Christmas decorations and the creepy, creepy Santas. Santas. Mm-hmm. And then finally, much. after three hours of montage... <laughs> We get to, Brenda gets a job. I know. I was so proud of her. She gets like a temporary job working at some nice, very darkly lit boutique. Mm-hmm. It made Where, me think of Maisel when she gets the job at the makeup counter. just like that yeah. set. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I know. Interesting. But yeah, because she's talking to the woman and it was even more filler because the woman's like, and remember what I told you about writing up a receipt. Do math. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, <laughs> math. She's very nervous about this, and frankly, it makes me nervous how nervous she is. Well, she's never successfully had a job as Mm, Brenda before. True. I'm wondering if this was like she was hired specifically for the holiday season. I think she was. That's how I interpreted Mm -hmm. it. I don't see this job continuing. Yeah, same. But yeah, so this is right before the store opens, and the woman's like, oh, I got to go let everybody in. And then, like, a horde of women comes in. <laughs> it's like, who is standing outside two days before Christmas ready to spend? And you know who was in that crowd? Kelly and Dolly. <laughs> yeah. So like, answered my question as soon as I asked it. Theoretically, a, the store would open at, what, eight? Not, um, Nine? Mary, what time do malls open? 
Around nine or ten. Okay. Yeah. So it's not that early, but like you don't have anything better to do than just to go visit your friend at work. Well, and the thing was, it was just for plot progression Mm -hmm. because they come in and they're like, oh my God, you're a first friend that has a job. Yeah. And Donna really didn't need to be there for any of this. No. But like, I did like how Kelly kind of chuckled when she said that. She's like, you're my first friend to have a job. (laughs) And that was it. And I'm like, she's so (laughs) self-aware. Well, but I love that she's like, now pretend to do your job so we can (laughs) gossip and talk. Like, I'm just here to hang out. I'm not actually going to buy anything. That's all that happens is like anytime anyone actually has a job, I mean, Brandon included, but you actually see him do work, but they just come and be like, hey, I'm going to interrupt you while you're making money and perhaps affect that money that you're making by talking to you, but I have something important. (laughs) Which, I mean, kind of feels on brand. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like when I worked at the mall, like, there were... So I worked at Build-A-Bear with Mary, Mm -hmm. and then I had friends across the hall that worked at Pottery Barn Kids, and I had friends upstairs that worked at Pottery Barn. Mm. And so we would, like, make the rounds to go visit everybody, or, like, someone would come to the mall and, like, stop and see all of us. But yeah, you would just, like, walk into Build-A-Bear where I'm, like, stuffing a bear for a (laughs) five-year-old and just, like, stand six feet away and just be creepy about it. And And just, like, wait for you to not be with a child. To then talk to you. Yeah, and then just come and talk to me. And, like, I actually have a line of, like, 17 children that really need hearts. But <laughs> for their bears, just to be clear. <laughs> for them. Yeah. For I, their parents. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, like, really on brand for teenagers to just be, like, pretend to do your job so I can talk at you. Mm-hmm. And then Brenda looks over and is like, ma'am, I would really like to show you these earrings. Okay, mm. what do you have to say to me? Exactly. Which also on brand. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of all of the people that ever came to visit me at Build-A-Bear, one person bought a bear. <laughs> they were expensive. I get it. Oh, right? yeah. Weren't they like 50 bucks or something? They, so the the cheapest ones were 10. They oh. would go up to like 50 if you were getting like the Hannah Montana bear or oh. like Rudolph or something. Yeah, like the skins themselves were 25, but mm. once you add clothes and shoes right. and little bear panties. Well, like, like, yeah, the and, noises. Yeah, the sounds. Oh, yeah. Because you could get like a custom one for I think $8 mm-hmm. was the custom one or the regular ones were like 3 to 5 mm. Yeah, depending on if it was just like, you're my very best friend or like a <laughs> Hannah Montana. Anna song. Oh I think God. I did get a Build-A-Bear, like for myself, but I think it was a puppy because obviously. So I, I don't remember what I did to win it, but I won a $75 what? skin from Build-A-Bear because was... we had the, the massive dog with the hearts on it. Yeah, Aww. it was the, like our Valentine's challenge. Like we had like sales things mm-hmm. and I think you like you would make sales and you would get your name put in if you like reached over a certain amount and you would get your name put in more times mm-hmm. the more you've sold. And then they would pick names out of a hat or something like that. Yeah. So but, the one I won was like a three foot tall dog that oh. I had to stuff myself. They gave <laughs> oh my me the God. skin and I had to go do it. Oh and it was gosh. so big. I loved that thing. It was oh, so I great. I think I ended up getting rid of it when my parents moved very recently because like that was not something that John was going to let me keep in oh, the house. Of course not. Yeah. But I not. loved it. I imagine it. how much your cats would love that thing. Oh, imagine man. how quickly they would destroy it. Yeah, that's true. That's probably true. I would cuddle with it all day long. But yeah, they they come in just to gossip with her and they're like, I'm really worried about Steve. It's two days before Christmas and I haven't seen him, which tells mm-hmm. us Steve's been gone 
since the last episode right. and it's two days before Christmas. Right. Which if I'm thinking like it was in high school, our finals were probably like, I don't know, a week before I Christmas. Like, I feel like you'd get out on like Friday and then Christmas would be on like Tuesday. Yeah. Like I feel like it was not that long, but not that like recent either. So I would expect Steve to have been gone maybe like three to five days. Yeah. Well, because when he left, it was Friday because it was the day of the school dance. We oh, can right. answer this. This was Christmas of 1991. What Ooh, day of the week was it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been gone for however long, you know, three, five, however many days. He's mm-hmm. not talking to anybody. Actually, no. He's been gone for one day. Right, because oh, yeah, he says bus. it's been 16 hours, and then we immediately cut. So unless a bunch of time has passed, he's been gone for one day and like just hasn't called to say that he's gotten there and that he's safe. But he hasn't been calling anybody. His mom's been calling everybody else to see mm-hmm. if they've heard from him. Nobody knows how to get in touch with him because it's 1991 and nobody has cell phones. Right. And I think Brenda's basically just like, you got to let him do his thing. Yeah. Like, which is true. Yeah. She's not wrong. And she's just like, there's nothing we can really do. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got to do this. You can't worry about him. So I just pulled up the calendar from 1991. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a Friday would have been the 20th. Okay. So he's been gone three days. Yeah. Because then if they're considering two days before Christmas, Christmas Eve. I'm thinking the 23rd because they do talk about Christmas Eve later. Because Brenda and Kelly and Donna also talk about, like, holiday traditions. And, like, I can't stop worrying about him. And Brenda's like, well, why don't you come over to our house to get your mind off of it? It's our tradition to go get a tree two days before Christmas. So I'm thinking it's the 23rd. Okay. And then they're spray painting it. And then the 24th will happen. And then the 25th is when everybody shows up at the house. Got it. Yeah. So there's that answer. But... Yeah, I mean, they waited until two days before Christmas (laughs) to get a Christmas tree, which I feel like even in Minnesota wouldn't really happen. Well, and I don't understand the whole, that's when you get the freshest trees argument. Yeah, that's not true at all. I feel like in Minnesota, they get to go and cut down their own. Yeah, And that's why they think it's fresh, but I don't understand where they think Christmas trees grow in California. Right. And that's... Exactly what happens because she says, oh, it's our tradition to get the tree two days before Christmas. Cut to Jim and Brandon and Jim saying, it's our tradition to get the tree two days before Christmas. And there's like five trees on the lot and they're all dead. And the guy was like, you should have been here a week ago when all of the trees got shipped in. Right. Which also, why was it just a week ago? Because think about it. A lot of people, and maybe this is just different over time, but a lot of people put up their Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. I already know people who have Christmas trees up. Right. And is- like my mother like uses Black Friday instead of going out shopping because she hates Black Friday, which I do too. So that passed on to me. Mm-hmm. But she uses that day to essentially de-Thanksgiving and turn the house into Christmas. I refuse to ignore. It's got to be December 1st before a tree grows up in my mind. And that's fine. I just think it's, you know, even a week is pushing it. It's cutting it. And yeah, maybe it's just unrealistic or I don't know I don't remember how early we'd put the tree up when I was little but we also have a fake tree yeah we've had a fake tree my entire life and yeah when we were little we'd put it up earlier because that tree was a lot older it was like 
from the 80s and so it was like sections and you'd have to like pull out the different tree limbs and line them up by color and Mm -hmm. length so that you could put them all in together and then spread them all out Mm -hmm. and like that's how ours for this house is (laughs) yeah that's the one that we used to have and then my parents gave it to me but I don't have any room for a tree anywhere Mm -hmm. so I don't use it well and the cats Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) the one year we tried to put it up we just had castle and we left the bottom like three feet of it without tree limbs because mm-hmm. we didn't want him knocking shit over. And he still managed to break like a dozen ornaments. Oh, dear. And I bought unbreakable ornaments. Oh, no. And he still managed to do it. He so that was the only year. Yeah, we used to have a real tree up until probably like I was like seven or eight. And then we just got fake trees because it's a lot of maintenance well, for a real tree. same thing. Yeah. Also, if you're putting up a Christmas tree, a real one, after Thanksgiving, it's going to be dead by Christmas. Right. Well, and so that's why it makes sense that they want to hold off a little bit longer, but two days before Christmas is a horrible idea. Yeah. That's just like, what's the point? Yeah. It's a tradition born out of laziness. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, we forgot to buy a tree. Or did we do it on purpose? Mm -hmm. New tradition. Yep. Because, yeah, they go and all the trees are dead and Jim is just defiant. And he's like, well, we'll find somebody that does have trees. It's like, okay, yeah, you're going to find trees, but they're going to be brown. Well, and yeah, I love that the guy's like, okay, yeah, you're not going to find them, but okay. Like, yeah, he's not going to talk you out of it Mm -hmm. or be like, oh, man, I'm glad you said that. I have one live tree sitting in the back that I've been holding just for someone like you. Exactly. Why didn't you say that earlier? So, yeah, it, I don't know if they buy it from him or they go to somebody else, but they end up buying a giant dead tree. Yeah, it's a big-ass tree, and it's also super brown and dead. Yeah, because they bring it home. And Why sin- would you pay for that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they got a really good deal because it Maybe. was so dead. Just $5? Like, at this point, just do the, like, tree on the wall where you just stick the, like, command hooks and mm-hmm. just get over or it. Or just get a fake one. Like, it's... They yeah, you could still probably. buy you could still buy a fake tree that close to Christmas. Oh yeah. I mean you might have to compromise and get like a fourteen foot one instead of a twelve foot one. Well, or yeah, like but vice like, versa. Presumably Walmart would have had one or Home Depot. I don't know if they have Home Depots out there. Whatever the equi- California equivalent in nineteen ninety one is of Home Depot. Sears. They would ha- Sears. Perfect. Sears would have had a tree. Yeah. A fake tree. Like and I think Sears even had real no, that's not right. I think maybe Big big Sears would because they had like garden centers and stuff. Yes. They might have had a tree. Maybe. But anyway, Cindy's sitting in the house talking to her mom, complaining that it's 90 degrees out and that she's wearing shorts and Mm -hmm. it's snowing. Oh my gosh. And just (laughs) feeling all sad and reminiscent. And apparently we've gone back to Cindy hates LA, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I mean, I get being nostalgic for the snow and Mm -hmm. wanting to go see your family over the holidays. Which I almost don't understand why they don't just do that. Like, how much would it hurt to do, like, a, the Walshes go back to Minnesota and we hire a bunch of extras that we'll never see again? Right. And, I mean, I guess because the plane tickets are super expensive, but – and their school, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I feel like that would be an easy thing to do, especially if, like, your entire family is in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, and Jim even mentions that that's what they did last year is they went home and saw all their family, and then he was just like, Cindy, we can't just keep doing that. And it's like, but why not? Yeah, a yeah. lot of people do that. <laughs> I was going to say, like, there have been a lot of Christmases in my life that we went up to Chicago to see mm-hmm. our family there, or, like, we went to Ohio when my brother lived in Ohio. 
We've gone out to, you know, Denver for Thanksgiving. Like, it's not unheard of to go visit family. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Jim's just like, no, this is our home now. You will never see Minnesota again. <laughs> yeah, get used to not seeing Minnesota, Cindy. And he's like, well, it's fine. It's totally okay. Everything looks good. And then cut to Brandon spray painting a dead tree. <laughs> It's so funny because when I was watching it, I was like, they should just paint it. And then he (laughs) did. (laughs) Yeah, because that's when like Brenda comes home and is like, what is happening? And Cindy's like, we'll just buy a fake tree next year. And I was like, it's not too late. Right. You just have to go to the store. Two days beforehand, just go back out to the store, get a fake tree, and then you're fine. Yeah. Well, and then... But Cindy's being a big old screw. Well, yeah, because even right before that, when they bring the tree home, Cindy's like, it's too hot. I can't even cook. No one's going to want to eat. And I was like, challenge, Cindy. Yeah. You I will, make mashed potatoes. I will eat mashed potatoes. I will eat in all weather. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. And then, yeah, like, while they're spray painting the tree, Cindy says the exact words, Christmas in Beverly Hills. It's not natural. What? Hmm. How do you think they feel in Australia where it's in the middle of summer? Literally. Like, it's just different. It's just different weather. so many places. Like, we don't get snow down here. I was going to say, like, I remember a couple years ago, it was like 75 degrees on Christmas Day. Yeah. I was in, like, a cute, like, little, like, not a full sweater, just like a light. Was it a red and black checkered romper like Donna wears? It was not. I wish I had that, though. <laughs> that girl's booty was hanging out. That's true. It was so cute, though. It yeah. was so cute, but I was just like, that booty. Mm-hmm. Like, I see that. I had subtitles. Like, I always watch with subtitles. And on the DVDs, <laughs> they just... butt out. <laughs> they but. just have, like, the black background. So it's like, I could see, like, the bottom of a cheek. And I was like, <laughs> damn, this is really strategic word placement right now. <laughs> They knew. Well, and also Dylan's little leaf shirt. I loved his little leaf shirt. See, I was just watching him be like, is something wrong with this tree? (laughs) It smells weird. weird. And they're like, don't. Brandon's like, don't worry about it. Don't Don't call it out. It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) And he's like, dude, you painted it? (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought it was really cute that everyone came over to dress the tree with them. Oh, yeah. That was super cute. But, like, then Cindy gets really weird and is like, let's make it a real Minneapolis Christmas. Yeah. Everyone's going to come to our house for Christmas two days before Christmas, Mm -hmm. not thinking anybody else has plans with their own family. Has actual family to hang out with. I mean, I guess it's like, okay, okay, let's think about it. You know, um, Steve and his mom, well, Steve's not there, but also Steve and his mom would be maybe in an awkward position kelly and her mom are still trying to build their relationship so maybe she's just trying to be like anyone's welcome i appreciate i I appreciate (laughs) the anyone's welcome but i just hate that she keeps calling it a real christmas as if like kelly and her mom having david and his dad over is not real yeah like i understand you know inviting everyone and especially like you know planning to have some extra people straggle in and out but Mm -hmm. like that was never a thing, you know, down here it's just, well, it was just me and my parents. Now my parents moved. But, like, it's not like we would go to my friend's house after oh, no. I opened my presents. I went to somebody else's house for their presents. Right. Like, Mm-mm. you stayed and hung out with your own family that day because that's a family day. And then the 26th, it's fair game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because that's when you got to go return all the presents you didn't want and get yeah. new ones or, and then go see what everybody else exactly, got. Exactly, yeah. You want to go to your friend's house and talk about what you got. And you share have your leftover you ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. 
But no, and then somehow Cindy, like, Jim gives her this idea. She's like, oh, that's a great idea. And I have to wonder how much food she had and was just like, the day before Christmas, I can go buy another turkey. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Maybe she grew a lot of vegetables in her garden. Oh, I forgot she has the garden. Yep. <laughs> that's got to be what did it. She's got a lot of zucchinis, a lot of squashes. Because, like, that's just what gets me where she's like, oh, we back in Minneapolis, we had all of our friends and family over. Like, okay, you're going to two days before plan a meal for 20 people? Mm-hmm. Can you? Mm-hmm. I, Which, I mean, apparently she can yeah. day of. So, you know, good on her. But, like... She seemed a little hurt when everyone was like, no, I, I already plans. have plans. Yeah, it was almost like she was kind of like guilt tripping a little. Because when you learn like Donna does mammoth for Christmas, Kelly's mom is cooking for the family for like the first time because this is the first year she's been sober, like legit sober and not and in And then rehab. David and his dad are coming over. Because so they're, they're going to have a family. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then Dylan is visiting his dad in jail, which is something he probably needs to do, but also like... But also that doesn't take all day. Right. That's no. what I was thinking too. Yeah, visitation's like an hour or two, I would mm-hmm. think. Yeah. So, and the, the fact that he said here. no made no sense to me. Yeah. That one was a whole weird one that I want to talk about when we get to Jack McKay anyway. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I completely agree with you. That doesn't take all day. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just like the timing was visitation is during dinner. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. But everybody says no. And, yeah, she gets kind of like butthurt and like sad mom and like feel guilty for saying no mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. but like mm, i mean yeah like i don't know what she was expecting but then we flash over just back to steve and then yeah because he's at the hospital talking yep. to that nun and oh i meant to look up where she, what all she's she's the in. lawyer from bones okay I and in a ton of other stuff but like say, I need she plays a nurse and a lawyer a lot that makes sense she i mean She's, she's very authoritative. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she was the lawyer from Bones, which is how I recognized her. But I, they kept it's because that that's where Cindy was talking and asking where Steve and his mom would be. Yeah, and she they didn't had know. to. Yeah, because they had to say like, "Oh, um, sorry, we forgot to tell you, he's adopted and he's in Albuquerque looking for his birth family." Mm-hmm. And then I think that's when Jim is just like, "Well, maybe not all." adopted like birth families want to be found yeah because i wrote that again of like i'm not a big fan of everyone repeatedly saying this about steve like it just feels like they keep being like "Mm, i would have given up steve if i didn't and like yeah it just felt really shitty to steve i know i just really don't like it no but yeah so he's at the hospital trying to talk to the nurse he gives her his id so that she can go look him up and he says that his birthday is may 15th which like is repeated from the last time we saw his birthday. So I was yeah, really excited about continuity. Yeah. And, and it then, coincides with the spring dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so she goes to get his birth certificate and he's like, oh my God, you have it. And she's like, yeah, but you're under 18. So I can't actually give it to you. Which is like, I would understand that, but it's literally his records. Yeah. Well, and she says that he has to get written permission to get it from his mom. And I'm like, Girl, you ain't listening. He doesn't know his mom. <laughs> yeah, so he goes in like sad boys over in the corner and for it, two seconds. I was to say it works immediately because mm-hmm. the nun's like, All right, you can look at it, but you can't take it. Right. And he opens it and then writes all the information down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, that's what he could have done anyway. Like exactly. you could have just made him a photocopy. Right. It would have exactly. been fine. When he gets so excited when he's like, It's me. No. He was 
it's just like May 15th. That's me and my mom, Karen Jones. And there's an address. Like It's, it's so cute. Oh my God. My heart melted. It was so cute. Cause he's like, wait, okay. Karen Brown. Steve Brown, me, <laughs> May 15th, me again. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, oh, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. And like goes and runs off to go find his mom. Yep. But he doesn't nope. because they demolished her house to put up a store. Like a strip mall type deal. Also, in the hospital, there's a slight boom mic appearance. Just like <gasps> ever so it. slightly. Just came a little baby dip. A little dip and then went right back out. Yep. They were just so touched by... Ian Deering's acting. Yeah, they were they just lost like, it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how many times we see a boom mic because it's like this was the best shot you got. Yeah, right. With the boom in it. Because what was I watching? Oh, The Office Ladies. Yeah, um, you're listening to the Office, and they talk about how they put them in mm-hmm. because they were supposed to be, you know, going for that kind but of. But in feel. literally all other shows, you don't. You do it again. You do the yeah. take again because you don't have the boom mic in it and i'm like okay that's clearly not true for beverly hills 902 i know they said that and i like laughed out loud Mm -hmm. it's like "Mm, challenge yep but yeah so yeah the basically you see steve in a taxi um at the address of the supposed house but now it's a strip mall so he's like can you just take me back to my hotel yeah and so like we take a little break from steve's storyline to go back to Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. because Brandon is at work and this old man comes in and is like, hey, can you please give me something to eat for free? And Mm -hmm. Nat gets real grumpy of just like, man, I give all the homeless people free food on Christmas and they show up earlier and earlier asking for stuff. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of... Well, and it's like still, it's two days. It's not like it's two months. Well, and it's not like he's coming in repeatedly asking for food. Right. This is an independent person than probably everyone else. Like Also, the timeline is really weird because I assumed it was Christmas Eve at this point. Mm. And I'm, I think it's got to be because the next thing you see is when um yeah okay so they were dressing the tree the day before and that's when they're like oh well steve's in albuquerque looking for his family and nobody can come for christmas Mm -hmm. and the next day would have been where steve was at the hospital Mm -hmm. because yeah you see brenda at her job and that woman is like you put everything on sale the day after christmas but i want the sale the day before christmas and it's like almost verbatim what she says so it's got to be christmas eve now yeah Yeah. so yeah this guy is showing up asking for a lunch the day before, he would have gotten it for free anyway. But you know what? When people are homeless and hungry. Just be nice and feed them. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like, it just didn't seem to fit for Nat that he's just like, man, all of those starving people in L.A. are really mm-hmm. taking advantage of me. Well, and I think it would have been totally different if like they're coming in and asking for money or something. Like, Yeah, it's not like he's asking for a lot. Yeah, it's like, just can I have coffee on the house? And like, I mean, you don't have to give him a feast. Yeah, some toast and an egg. Yeah. Like, literally bare minimum would have been better than complaining about it. Right. So it didn't seem... Like, I think they just wanted us to know that Nat opens the peach pit for people to come eat on Christmas. And Brandon was like, I didn't know that. And then he's like, I can help. But I'm like, dude, family? (laughs) And I don't enjoy your Christmas like not intended you to yeah like that sounds like it's his thing that he does well and it sounds like they're mixing up a lot of stuff like Mm -hmm. it would have been different if they had been talking about how cindy wants to have a big meal and feed all these people and then decided to 
open their home up to homeless people mm-hmm. to feed them or like go to a soup kitchen to feed them from there. Like right. it feels like they're mixing up storylines and, and then, they're trying to fit in everything they possibly yeah. can. Because at the same time, that's when Nat came out with the Santa costume mm-hmm. and it's like, look at my super cool Santa costume. And then it gets moved and he's like, where did my Santa costume go? <laughs> yep. Like that's the most obvious thing ever. I did, however, like how all the Peach Pit workers had the Santa hats and like little bow ties. Oh, they look so cute. Ties. But Those I got really distracted because Andrea comes in and Brandon mouth kisses mm, right her. Right on the mouth. Ugh. I didn't understand it. I'm like, I get like some people did the cheek kiss thing. Like when you see people, that's like a very like older I traditional thing. I have never thing. mouth kissed a friend. No. No, nor have I. And especially not one with I that kind of history. On? Yeah. Because for all we know, Andrea still likes Brandon. Oh, we know Andrea still likes Brandon. She's so, just better at hiding it some episodes versus others. On the other hand, like, good for her? Like, she gets to kiss the boy she likes? Like, but platonically? <laughs> like, at least she's getting a kiss. Needs, I don't know. He just needs to stop... I mean, well, agreed from his side. Don't toy with her. But well, I'm also and that's like, what he does repeatedly with mm-hmm. every girl is he doesn't know when to cut it off. Yeah. Cause it upsets me. It's not fair. Yeah. Because, yeah, she's talking, they're talking and he invites her to Christmas and she's like, no, I hang out with my grandma because we're Jews. So right. we don't do Christmas, but, but we they do also go to the movies. But they also don't do Hanukkah either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they go to the movies and like Brandon's like kind of ignorant, which on like christmas versus hanukkah and all that stuff but whatever i feel like a lot of what happens in this episode is just to drive the plot forward like For it sure. makes no sense that cindy would do what she did but we need to know that you know everybody has christmas plans mm-hmm. with their families or like you know with brandon being like hanukkah what's that right like oh, oh it, it didn't occur to me that you're jewish and you might celebrate hanukkah yeah like it was there was no point it just was to show that everybody was going to be somewhere else so that mm-hmm. on Christmas when they all show up, it's a beautiful surprise. Exactly. It's like the version of it snowing when it's a million degrees. Which also happened. Quote, unquote. Right. Kind of. Right. Um, but yeah, so the Santa suit goes missing and Andrea's like, Nat, who would steal a Santa costume? And then they cut to the guy that was just in the peach pit looking for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Wearing a Santa costume. So you're supposed to assume he stole it. Right. And that he is a homeless man who is just the crazy homeless man. Mm -hmm. Because it's... And I can't even tell if that was the same guy. He had the same shoes. Oh. Uh, Yeah. Because when they walk into the peach pit, you see the shoes and then they go up. And then you see the Santa and he's in the shoes and then they go up. Uh, I miss the shoes. Yeah. Um, But he also goes into the store that Brenda now works at and like the lady boss lady whatever is, is a like bitch yeah she's like very but at appalled. the same time like it's just to make her a villain because mm-hmm. if like some guy dressed up as santa came into a store i was working in unannounced uninvited unwelcome and was just harassing my customers yeah i'd ask him to leave too yeah i would too and, and it's like, just a chance to get brenda to be like no 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 i'm really nice yeah, I'm intuitive, and yeah. I see that he's a good man. Exactly. So, like, it was excessive of the boss, but, like, yeah, if he keeps coming in repeatedly and harassing your customers and messing with stuff and you don't know who he is, mm-hmm. why wouldn't she threaten to call security? For sure. Like, it just 
I love when they make people villains because they're doing the thing they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. But like Brenda wouldn't do that because Brenda's a good person. Brenda's a good person. She's intuitive. She gives people the benefit of the doubt most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that's when the woman's being really mean to Santa, Dylan comes into the store mm-hmm. and they're talking about everybody wanting the sales and being mean and da 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 da. And he says, I guess everyone's forgotten the meaning of Christmas. And Brenda says, I haven't. Right. So that's supposed to be the meaning of Christmas is being nice to people when other people are mean. It's just like, <laughs> get, get over yourselves. Yeah. But yeah, because then Br- Dylan gives Brenda his gift, which is a heart, the like two Half pieces a heart. of a heart because mm-hmm. he keeps the other one and she's got hers. And it's I, cute. I thought it was really funny because Mary gave me a half a piece <laughs> of a heart on a pin <laughs> and I have it still. Oh, adorbs. You guys are in love. It's fine. <laughs> we are in love. It was a murder heart, too. Oh, I dear. I, I don't remember if I have Stay Sexy or Don't Get Murdered. Oh. I don't. I think I picked Stay Sexy. I think I have that side of the pin. I it's, think you do. It's like those memes that are going around now where it's like a sign and it's written like, um, it's like written vertically or horizontally, but... You could easily, it's supposed to be read vertically, but people yeah. read it horizontally and it turns out it, it's like changes the meaning completely. So I'm thinking if it's like, what was it? Stay, stay sexy. sexy and don't get murdered. So it'd be like, stay, don't, and then sexy, get murdered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stay, like, don't. Yeah. Or like the doors in The Walking Dead. It's like, don't dead open inside. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I, I thought of Mary. When I saw <laughs> the hearts and I was like, oh, well, and that's such a 90s thing to do, like with your friends, it's such or a high like, school relationship yes. thing to do of like, yes. I got you one half and I keep the other. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yes, yeah, so he gives that to her and she, I think she invites him to Christmas again or she something. Does. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, no I got to go see my dad. Mm-hmm. We're finally rebuilding our relationship. I'm going to go to the prison, you know, da, 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 And then... Then we go back to Steve. Yeah, well, because that's when the woman comes up to yell at Brenda and Dylan's like, oh, right, I'm going right. to let you go do mm-hmm. your job. And the woman's like, I want your after Christmas sale before Christmas. But, like, you're about to get presents. Why are you buying yourself stuff? I mean, maybe she's buying it for her sister. No, she's like, I want this blouse now. Uh, and I'm yeah. like, mm. I mean, if it's for somebody else, like, get over it. Yeah, you probably like should have bought. Price. Yeah, <laughs> you probably should have bought it during Black Friday, right? If you wanted a sale on it, <laughs> just show up to Christmas and be like, "I'm gonna buy you a green blouse <laughs> tomorrow." <laughs> that would be such a cheap thing to do. Yeah, like that's like telling your family member, "I don't care enough about you to pay full price." I would like forty percent off of your yes. love. Yeah, <laughs> I love you sixty percent. Yeah, you deserve forty percent of my heart. Yeah. Not half and half like Dylan and Brenda. But Steve loves everyone fully. He does. Because he buys, or he gets like that $10 worth of quarters mm-hmm. and then just goes down the phone book calling every single Jones looking for Karen Jones. God damn it. <laughs> Why do I want to say Jones? I don't know. Um, I, did I even write? Do you yeah. have, do you know someone, Karen Jones? No. I even wrote Brown in all of my <laughs> notes. Um, but yeah, he calls all of them and so many he gets like, you know, kind of rude people on the other end of the line. But then he may have found someone. Who was also kind of rude to him. Yes. But like in a, I recognize what you're saying, rude. Yes. Of like, why? Who wants to know? And he's exactly. like, do you know her? I need to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And like, 
I love that the guy hangs up on him. He circles it and he goes to Brown's cafe and comes in like, do you own this place? I'm looking for Karen Brown. Did she have a baby 17 years ago? And the guy is like, what do you want with her 17 year old kid? (laughs) Put two and two together, old man. Come on, bro. Who could he possibly be other than the son? Yep. And then, yeah, he says like, oh, I think she's my mom. And then he's like, she's my daughter. Yeah, or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm his grandpapa. Son. Yeah, <laughs> my grandpappy, <laughs> which is cool. I mean, he finds his grandpa. I know, and I kind of want to like wrap up all the Steve, st- Steve Steve stuff now. Sure. Before going back to LA stuff. Okay. Yeah, they because, get a cup of coffee. They yeah, they get a down. cup of coffee. He starts asking about her, and the grandpa tells him like, "Oh, yeah, she was really young." When she got pregnant mm-hmm. and she wanted to be able to finish high school and go to college and she really wanted the kid to have a good life and a good yes. family. So that's why she put you up for adoption. Which is totally understandable. Totally understandable. Like if you're 16, 17 and don't have the support system or just got pregnant accidentally, you know, I mean, she realized she wouldn't be able to give the give Steve the life that she he, wanted him to have. Exactly. So, like, yeah, it's totally acceptable. And then, you know, yeah, he tells him that she got married later and she did have a really good life, but that she died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to get to meet her. Which and is like, super, super sad. Heartbreaking. I really wish we could have met. Like, I feel like that would have been a really good storyline is to actually have him meet his parents or at least his well, mom. Well, uh, because that's the thing is they only talk about the mom mm-hmm. and they never mention the dad. Right. Not even to say like, well, he was just some guy that she was dating and right. he's not important. He wasn't in her life after that. Right. Or anything. So like, I feel like this is not the end of this story. Maybe not. I mean, because he's got to want to go find his dad. He's got the same daddy issues as he has like with mommy issues. Mm-hmm. Like, his dad abandoned him and has a new family with other kids. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't he want to go find his real dad? For sure. Because maybe his dad, his real dad's cooler than his current dad, who's not there either. Well, yeah. And so he's, like, talking to his grandpa. Grandpa takes him to her grave mm-hmm. so that he can, you know. Lay some flowers down. Yeah. I hate using the word closure because I don't think it's right. But, like, get some sort of feeling of, like, well, I didn't get to meet her, but I know this is where she is. And, mm-hmm. like, I get to have my moment with her. You know, even if it means that she's not physically, like, alive with me. Yes. But yeah, so he puts the flowers down, and he asks if the guy will be his grandpa. Which is like, adorable. Oh my God. Will you be my grandpa? Like, are you kidding? <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I think that would be just fine, or whatever he says. Yeah. Sweet Al. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. that's so cute. Like, it's so precious. And then... Steve's like, will you drive me to the airport? I think I have to go home. And Grandpa's like, what else are Grandpa's for, man? Let's go. <laughs> Driving you around. I, I, this is when I texted you, and I was like, I'm crying. <laughs> That's when I texted you back with Steve and three crying emojis. <laughs> so cute. And then he gets to the airport and finds out that all of the flights to L.A. are booked, and he's like, I really need to get home. Mm-hmm. And so he runs out onto like a jetway to find somebody that he can charter the plane from who is also dressed like Santa, but does not act like Santa at all. Airplane Santa. Also, he like a little bit looks like the other Santa, like a little bit, like in the eyes. I I was expecting something to happen here where he was going to be like a really good person and be like, oh man, you need to get home to your family. Let's go. Versus Mm -hmm. like, 
Uh, no. Oh, $5,000? Yes. Yeah, which, like, Steve, come on, man. You already got gypped by those old people Haggle. on camping trip. Don't give all your money first. Yeah. Give or not some camp- money. Yeah, it was camping trip. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't pull out a wad of 100. Like, pull out one 100. Also, don't travel Two with 100. a wad of 100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they, you know, dress this guy up to be Santa like it's some sort of Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. But then he has to pay a lot of money to charter the flight, so it's not a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas scam. Yeah. <laughs> it's just spending more to fly on the holidays, mm-hmm. also known as what everyone does. Yes, exactly. Like, it just, I didn't really understand why he was dressed like Santa. It didn't do anything for me. Yeah, and like... Because for me, he very much looked like the other Santa. Like, they could have been the same person. So it didn't fit if I was following that, you know, path, that this Santa would be so different than the Santa at Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the good news is, is that he does make it home and goes to the Walsh house. Sorry, I wrote in my notes, clearly Brenda found the real Santa. I'm really proud of that. (laughs) But yeah, he does make it home. And he goes to his house. Yes. And he's sitting in his room watching TV when Samantha Sanders comes home. And she's like, Steve? Steve, my son? My Steven. You've made it? Gorgeous. Gorgeous. (laughs) I love that she calls him that. Oh, calm down, gorgeous. Like, that's what I'm saying. She's so Hollywood. That's the accent she should have had. Yes. But yeah, she was running up to his room and he's like, I've been waiting for you. Where have you been? Why weren't you at home pining for me in the dark? Mm Mm-hmm. And then he says all that, like, really sweet stuff of, like, let me tell you about my mom. Mama. She's been taking care of me for 17 years, and she loves me so much. And he's like, I'll never leave you on Christmas again. (laughs) Which is very cute, and I'm glad he kind of, I mean, it's like, it was one of those situations where he found out about his birth mom, didn't vilify her, but also realized it's probably a good thing that I was given up because I ended up having a really pretty awesome mom. Yeah, like it's it's kind of closing up the whole thing that Cindy had last time of saying, well, if my kids went to find their own parents, yeah. I'd be really scared. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to reassure my mom that like I had to go do this for me, but you're my mom. Because mm-hmm. it's like, we didn't. I don't think we really talked about it last episode, but when he comes in after she's yelled at, chucky and Mm -hmm. he just starts crying and they hug and i was like steven (laughs) gorgeous Gorgeous. i love you i know oh yeah because he says his name's steve at brown's cafe and the guy's like i know i helped name you oh yeah grandfather grandpapa and then yeah after that they hug everything's wonderful and then they go to the the walsh's Mm -hmm. and he gets real weird walking in and like blows into kelly's ear Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, he's just like, <sighs> my dear. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? Is there a bug? <laughs> oh, there is. Hi, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Steve. You're the, get the bug out of my ears. You guy. messed up my hair. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, that that's is. That's the end of the episode. But we have more to talk I about. I mean, kind of. Because, yeah, there's. Going back to when Brenda was at the store and everyone's forgotten the meaning of Christmas but but mm-hmm. her. Because um, she leaves at the end of the night and mm-hmm. the same Santa is being harassed by the police. Mm-hmm. And she goes to call them out on it. And they're like, do you know this man? And she's like, duh, he's Santa. And they're like, 
child. No. <laughs> Don't you understand that just because you say his, he is Santa, he is still a stranger. Yeah, but she's like, no, no, I know him, and then invites him to come back to the, the Walsh house for Christmas dinner. So when I was watching it, Nate came downstairs, and he came up right at that moment, and he was like, that guy's a total stranger, no? Yes. And I'm like, yes, yeah. he absolutely is. And then the good news is, is like when they do bring him home, Jim is immediately like, Brenda, what the hell are you doing? This man is a stranger. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's... It's really trying to, like, shove down our throats that, like, Brenda is such a good person. She remembers the meaning of Christmas that mm-hmm. she lets a man she's never met into her home, which, mm-hmm. like, the only thing that bothers me is, yeah, he's a stranger. Like, this could have turned into, like, a Christmas horror movie. Oh, absolutely. Of, like, he's actually a murderer. If this was on Lifetime, it absolutely would have been. <laughs> yeah, it would have been Santa Slay, S-L-A-Y. <laughs> yeah. Stranger Danger Santa. Yeah, but so he's the first person that shows up at the house mm-hmm. that Brenda's invited without telling anybody about it. Yes. Because she also invited Kelly and Jackie mm-hmm. because we cut to them and Jackie is using a knife very poorly like everybody else in the show does. Kelly doesn't know what egg whites are. Well, and the thing is, she's like, Mom, I've been doing this for forever and it's not making egg whites. And then she turns it back on 12 seconds later and they're egg whites. They're whipped. And she's like, it's a miracle. And I was like, this is not how whipped egg whites happen. I do think it was really funny, though, how she's like, this is weird. I mean, egg whites really are kind of weird. They really (laughs) are. Like, she was like, oh, they're getting stiff. I know. That's what she said. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Tyler, your sex tape. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, they're making dinner, and mom's so excited, and she's like making a pureed soup or something. Mm-hmm. Like she's going all out, and Mel shows up with flowers mm-hmm. to let her down easy. Yep, which I kind of like didn't pay attention to that argument. So Mel came over to tell her that they couldn't come over for Christmas Eve or Christmas dinner mm-hmm. because David's mom was freaking out and wanted the whole family together for mm-hmm. Christmas. And he's like, she's been really depressed. It's been really hard on her. And I know she really wants David there. And I'm going to go too. And Kelly's mom is like, you're leaving her. You're yeah. getting divorced. You're with me now. And right. you're just going to abandon me for this. Right. Like, I feel like this argument was kind of perfect because this would really happen. Oh, totally. Now, I do think that Jackie's jumping a little too much to conclusions and just, like, kind of breaking, basically breaking I mean, breaking think of the off. relationships that she's been in so no, far. No, Where, like, men take yeah. advantage of her. I don't think it's out of character, and I don't think it's wrong for her to have it. I just think it's, like, it's a pretty fast, like, overreaction. I yeah. mean, it's a defense mechanism, more well, so than... Is this right or wrong? And the thing that I really thought about when she was doing it was like, it's really hard to be mature about something like this. Yeah. Yeah. The man that you love shows up at your house, you know, four hours before dinner while you're in the middle of putting all this effort in for him to say Mm -hmm. like, the mother of my child is having a really hard time and I need to go be with her for his sake. Right. And like, she's clearly feeling vulnerable because this is like one of the quote unquote better relationships she's been in so far, but it's looking like it's just like every other relationship and it's the first really big holiday they were gonna actually be a family together without kelly being like stepchild from hell right or you know whatever and now she's feeling like second choice yeah yeah so So i get it i just think she's i do recognize she's overreacting Mm -hmm. but it's totally relatable (laughs) yeah yeah and then like she and kelly hug and it's a whole thing and then Kelly tells Brenda, who says, oh, we'll just come over to my house, and Mm -hmm. then forgets to call her mom and tell her. Mm -hmm. 
Which is like not Brenda, but also kind of Brenda. But also kind of Brenda. Because when she shows up later with the Santa, that's when Kelly and her mom are at the door and they're just like, "Mm, nobody told us you were coming. And then Cindy's like, no, 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 it's totally cool. Set two more for dinner. Mm -hmm. And Brenda's like, three more. Like okay, fine. Santa can stay. Mm Hmm. Um. Oh, and while all of that's happening, is when Brandon goes to the hospital. Oh my gosh, I did not like this at all. Hated this. What was the reason? Like, I'm sorry. This is so inappropriate. Well, and Emily Valentine, the character, is a good idea, but she was not necessary here. Well, and the thing is, he says that he's been calling the hospital to try and come see her, and they wouldn't let him. So he just shows up unannounced, and then she says, yeah, my doctor said it'd be a good idea if I kept my distance. If I had space, yeah. Like, duh. <laughs> yeah, so he just Especially shows from up. the person that, like, all of this was wrapped around. Well, and that's, it, like, she was stalking him, and yes. he just shows up unannounced. Like, this is so bad. And then he gives her his favorite shirt that's got his name on it. And she says, finally, this is mine. He might as well have just been like, hey, just checking in to make sure you're still obsessed with me. Right? And if exactly. not, here's some fuel for that fire. <laughs> exactly. This here's was a token. so inappropriate. Yeah, this was bad. Bad idea train. Bad and, idea train. Oh, and I hate that they keep calling her nuts and crazy. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. And I just hate how often they call people crazy because that's not the case. Mm-mm. That's just demeaning yeah mental health and then like they keep calling the santa crazy yeah but he's just an eccentric man like he tells them later his whole story and he's just eccentric yep like oh i hate it all i know the only other side plot that happens is uh dylan going to see jack well and then david's side of oh right the right. melon I all that stuff glossed over that too <laughs> well the only reason i liked it was because he shows up to give kelly her, her oh. present and he says don't open it in front of your mom it vibrates i lol'd like i legitimately i was like the delivery was perfect it was like one of the only times i've <laughs> ever liked david it looked like kelly was about to throw She's it like, yes. in his face and he's like joke but like his Brian Austin Green actually delivered this beautifully. It, the timing, it was per, it was so good. It was good. It was so good. And yeah, then we cut to the prison and they do the slamming sound to show. And then like Dylan's all sad in the mm-hmm. visitation room and a different Jack McKay yeah. comes out. Yeah, not the same Jack McKay. And is like, I didn't expect to see you here. And I was like, who the fuck else is showing up at your visitation yeah, on Christmas? Yeah, who else would visit you besides, like, I guess your lawyer or something? Well, yeah, and you guys have been writing letters back and forth and talking. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. you have already talked about this? Right, right. Also, when did you turn into a cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dylan. <laughs> well, it just... This I started made, meditating. Honestly, this made me... <laughs> so mad it was so stupid it was and then weird dylan's like oh i brought food i thought we could have a meal together and he's like no you should leave and i was like he is trying to repair the relationship with you you're better off without me dylan okay i don't disagree i don't even but this but you is don't just say so mean to dylan like it's like an hour or two of your life mm-hmm. sit and have a meal with your kid rather mm-hmm. than be like you still dating that girl yeah you should go see her son they're they're a good I'm family for you. You got a better family out there. It's not me. Go on now. Get. <laughs> Just leave me. No, saddle they, up, hoss. 
They won't let me wear my hat in here, but trust me, I have one. <laughs> my stats is in my cell, but I can't put it on. It's just a picture of a hat he's put on the mirror. <laughs> you see my new boots I got? <laughs> but I just, I hated so much where he's like, leave. Yeah. And he oh. drove all the way out here for you. And by the time he turns around and drives home, this would not have happened where he got yeah. to show up on time. Well, and also, like, he told that, he, he told, he told that... <laughs> He told that weird story about like hating that Iris meditated and now he's like, now that's what I do. I'm like, this is not important. What does this have to do with anything? Honestly, this is all messing with Dylan's head emotionally, like mentally, all of it. This poor kid. I know. No one wants him and Mm -hmm. they just keep sending him back to the Walshes who have sometimes not wanted him. Yeah. Right. And then back at the Walsh's house is when Samantha Sanders shows up Mm -hmm. and is like, have you guys heard from Steve? I haven't heard anything from him. I'm getting really upset. I called the police. They're going to file a missing persons report and I'm alone. And Cindy's like, well, just stay here. Mm -hmm. By the way, you look just like you do on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, Cindy, not the time. Yeah. I'm a little upset that like Samantha wasn't. Like, every time she left the house, changing her answering machine, being like, you've reached the Sanders residence. I'm not here, but leave a message. Also, Steve, call the place I'm going to. Steve, call me. Steve, gorgeous. I love you. Call me, gorgeous. <laughs> I miss you. I gave, I chose you, son. Mm-hmm. It's just like a seven-minute thing. And I'm like, anyway, leave a message. Beep. <laughs> But yeah, so Cindy insists that she stays, and then she proceeds to like stay with Cindy oh, yeah. every single time. She's like time. a little puppy. Because yeah, people would like knock on the door, and she'd be right behind Cindy. Mm-hmm. Like, Who is it? Is it Steve? Uh, Does nope. he know to come here? It's Andrea this time with the brisket. I love that she showed up with a <laughs> giant full brisket. She's like, my grandmother sent me with a brisket, which is just <laughs> it's so, so perfect. Yeah, it's, it's so, so right. like Jewish grandmother, like. Well, and especially knowing everything we know about her grandma yeah. from, like, when they had the Euphoria episode and they insist, like, her grandma insisted they eat. Yes. It's very much like, take a casserole everywhere you go. Like, <laughs> your skin and bones, they're yeah. not feeding you enough. I know. I've seen those people. Mm-hmm. They're so skinny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Andrea shows up with an entire brisket, mm-hmm. which Samantha takes to put in the other room, and... That you show everybody like start eating, and Santa refuses to let go of his bag. He's like, "No, no, I'll hold on to this. This well, is mine." Is this before he gives out the gifts? Yeah, that's yeah, right. that was oh, before because yeah. he gives out the gifts a while later. I think. Well, like my mm-hmm. notes are all over the place because like I got I didn't like this part mm-hmm. or the rest of this, mm-hmm. so I was just like, "Yeah, that happened, and that happened, and that happened." Yeah, Jim yeah. tries to take his bag while he's like serving himself food, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, I'd like to hold on to it, thanks." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I wrote, "Thank God, Cindy overcooks and made food for twelve people." Oh, don't worry, Andrea brought a brisket. Why is Mrs. Sanders following Cindy around? That's not Jack McKay. <laughs> Where did Santa get presents? And from Tiffany? Yeah. Is he a thief or just rich? And, he and now more people are showing up unannounced? And he has more presents? Yeah, because he starts giving everybody all these really nice presents. Mm-hmm. And that's when Cindy's just like, oh my God, he's robbing us. Yeah, we're just going to ring. run through the house to count the silver. <laughs> like, she runs upstairs. She's like, my engagement ring, I lost it. Which, I, I don't know, but you, like, that's a lot of money that's to just so leave somewhere. Un- I. <laughs> I wrote, like, they must be rich because my engagement ring is by far the nicest thing that I own. Like, it is the most expensive thing. And I know where it is at all times. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like, and then Jim's like, Ugh, well, you spoiled my damn present for you. And he's like, I've had this for a week. Yeah. Uh, how did you not notice until just now? I only took it off because the stone was loose. <laughs> he's like, well, for Christmas, I put the stone back. <laughs> Surprise. Got it reset for you. And then they have some beautiful moment where we just forget the fact that Cindy profiled this man and assumed <laughs> yeah. that he stole it from her. Yep. We and never like, should have gotten that security system removed. <laughs> oh my God. It's all coming full circle. You're so right. But yeah. And then more people show up because some, for some reason, Mel thinks that Kelly's going to be there. Or, Which he's right. I mean, he's right. Because yeah, he shows up and he's like, uh, is she here? And she's just like, what do you want, Mel? I'm here. And then, yeah, so he and Jackie go into the other room, and he's like, I never went over to her house. I drove around feeling like a jerk before I decided to just come here. Which, like, does that mean David was sitting in the car this whole time where he's just like, she doesn't even want me there anyway. I should be with Jackie. I love her so much. What am I even doing? Yes, I see that happening. <laughs> David's just, like, quietly Can in the other seat. Can we just go? Can we just leave? Like, literally having enough. And then he's like, yeah, 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 we, sh- we-, we should go. Where do you think they'll be at? Probably the Walsh house. Okay, let's go there. <laughs> Where else would they be? Yeah. Yeah, because then ja- uh, while Jackie and Mel are talking, Kelly comes up to David and is like, what are they talking about? And David tries to repeat everything that his dad just said. And his dad's just like, David, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And then there's just kissing and yep. loving and family and mm-hmm. whatever. And then more people show up because there was no snow in Mammoth. So Donna so came Donna's back. So Donna's now here. Yep. And Donna and David get under the mistletoe. I hate mistletoe. <laughs> and you know what? So they get into the mistletoe. Brandon calls them out. They kiss. And then they, like, separate. And then Samantha's under the mistletoe. And Jim comes under the mistletoe. And nobody oh, makes that shit that. awkward. Oh, they should have. That would have been fun. That would have been something. <laughs> but, yeah, because that's when Samantha's like, I hate to be the first person to leave a party, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And she goes home. And Steve's there. And everything's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then they come right back. Because apparently there's no food in their house. Yeah. There's no maid because it's just the breakfast maid. Breakfast only. <laughs> and then, um, must be nice being so rich. It's so sweet that Steve comes home. Donna, Donna sits in random Santa's lap. For a long time and reveals her birthday is actually on Christmas. Which, like, okay, I get that we need to, like, reveal all of these things for our benefit. But mm-hmm. how does no one in that room know that her birthday is today? Kelly would have known. Everyone would have known. But Kelly forgot Steve's birthday, too. David would have known. David would have known. David should have known. David should have known. That's fair. True. But yeah, so she reveals it, so then everybody sings happy birthday to her. Mm Mm-hmm. And then... Dylan shows up. Dylan shows up, and then Brandon runs outside so that he can make it snow while everyone stands around Jim's keyboard so that they could carol. And he's like one note at a time, and it's really like tinny and just horrible. Horrible. It was like a really bad, like, I can't think of the word for it, but like the different sounds you can make those keyboards make. It <laughs> like, was just like a really bad, like, little bell yeah. yes, sound. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it played in really perfectly of Jim wanting to play the keyboard badly from whenever he got the yes. keyboard. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it, they brought it back. <laughs> I'm so glad they brought it back, but like, that I hated to bring back. how long. They were singing White Christmas. I didn't like it. And, and then Jim and Cindy were the only ones taking it seriously. <laughs> like, Cindy has a good voice. But, like, you could see everyone else. It definitely looked like the actors were mouthing yes. the words. Yes. 100%. Like, David and Donna were not singing. No, no. They weren't. 
Brandon wasn't singing. Mm-mm. Well, Brandon wouldn't sing. He yeah, hates he dancing. Dance Why would he like sing? sing? He's just like, uh, you can't see me, but I'm moving my mouth. I'm going to go back out and check the wrong snow. sequence. Say, he <laughs> runs out anyway to go make the fake snow, and Cindy's like, oh my god, it's snowing outside one window. <laughs> yeah, look at another window, Smarty. Like, whatever. I mean, it's cute, but like, it just... It reinforces the whole thing of it's not a real Christmas unless we do it my way. Right, right. Which she ends up getting anyway, so mm-hmm. we're reinforcing it. So every Christmas in the future is just going to be this again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, at some point Santa tells them about how he had a bunch of kids and they grew up and left him and then his wife died and he had nowhere to be and that's how he ended up here. Mm-hmm. And then before Steve shows up, the doorbell rings and Brandon's like, well, who could it be? Everyone I know is already here, and it's Nat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot Nat showed up. To Carol, and then he just stays, and the rest of the carolers leave. Mm-hmm. I, like, didn't recognize him at first in that scene, because I'm used to him, like seeing him oh, in yeah. one set only, or <laughs> in the Pitts baseball uniform. But, yeah, he was just like, everyone I know is already here, and I was like, false. So many people you know are not here. Emily. Nat. Carla with a K. Steve. Cheryl. The Ashes. Oh. Yeah. They live down the street. Right. But yeah. So yeah, Nat comes in and is like, oh, by the way, nobody stole my Santa whatever. Mm -hmm. But he's not wearing it and it doesn't matter. And then he starts singing and then Steve and Samantha come in and Steve's just like, hey man, I was really hungry. Why haven't you fed me yet? (laughs) A whole mood. It was so cute. That's how I feel every day. I'm hungry. Why haven't? Why hasn't anyone fed me? I'm hungry right now. Please, someone feed me. That could be my motto, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, no, my stomach just growled. <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole episode of nothing. Yep. Yeah, really. Like, nothing happened. Steve went to find his mom. She's dead. He realized his mom was his mom all this time mm-hmm. and goes home. Mm-hmm. Um, Brenda got a job that I'm sure she won't have next week. Donna didn't go to Mammoth. Yeah. Everybody, (laughs) no one's lives are going to change based on their Christmas plans changing. Correct. Only Cindy's Christmas wishes came true. Yes. And then Cindy accused a man of stealing. stealing. And didn't apologize. (laughs) Well, because he never heard it. But but she never was like, like, oh, egg on my face. Yes. Yeah, she has not learned of her prejudices. No. And Brenda got earrings from Tiffany, so. All is well. And a necklace. That's right. So. God bless us, everyone. Or what is it? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I gave it a C for Christmas. Yeah. Not clever, but there I mean, it is. Yeah, a C is fine for also Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy's Christmas. Cindy's Christmas. Yeah, yes. a C for Cindy because Cindy was fine. Yes. She was just whatever. Mm-hmm. Nothing exciting happened there. Yep. So, yeah. What's next week? Next week is season two, episode 19, Fire and Ice. Ooh. I feel like we can't theorize whether or not an episode's going to no. be good or bad anymore because we were like, Halloween, it's going to be great. No, it wasn't. No, it was bad. Christmas should be great. No. No, 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 no. no. So maybe if I theorize it'll be bad, then it'll be really good. Man, this episode is really going to suck. It sounds terrible. I hate it already. (laughs) Ew. But in the meantime, (laughs) 
Tell us your opinions. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at back to podcast. Or you can send us an email at back to podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes because it really helps us get seen and gets more people to realize we're here because we really like doing this and we're going to keep doing it anyway. But it would be (laughs) really nice if anyone watched it with us or didn't watch it because you don't have to watch it. Yeah, you can just listen to us talk about stuff. So if you like the sounds of our voices, then hey, that's a plus. (laughs) Gorgeous. They love the sounds of our voices. Of course. Why wouldn't they? (laughs) Oh, but I bet they really like our Jack McKay. (laughs) My cowboy hats in my cell. (laughs) I like to meditate. (laughs) (laughs) You are from the South. (laughs) No, I'm really not. I mean, you've (laughs) lived in the South basically your whole life. Okay. But in the meantime, we'll also shout out your reviews on the podcast. So tell us, was my Southern accent better or was Ariel's? (laughs) I want to be a cowboy, baby. (laughs) Or was Mary's. (laughs) So for all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.